touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I'm your host, Tori Petri, and today I have the pleasure of being joined on the other line by Chris Spielman, the special assistant to the chairman and president and CEO, and of course, former Lions linebacker. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast today. You got it, Tori. Well, it's fun to talk to you in this capacity because you and I used to work together when you were my color analyst on Lions preseason games and I was a sideline reporter, but now we're working together in a little bit different capacity and, and it's fun, Chris. Well, it's, uh, who saw this coming? Right. right. <laughs> so I thought, uh, I thought we'd be working together if you ever changed, uh, jobs or got went to a network as opposed to working for a team but uh who it's crazy i didn't think i'd be coming this way <laughs> so here we are i so. know it's been a wild year it's definitely been a wild year but it's been cool to see you take over in this new role and so let's just start there chris how's it been going in the in this new job for you well initially it was um incredibly busy yet exhilarating um because you're talking about being part of a team within a team to hire a head coach and a general manager, arguably the two most important positions of leadership, the two most important positions of leadership within a football team. And so the amount of work and conversation and meetings and research that went went into that is uh, something that I was uh, proud to be a part of. Um, I learned a lot, uh, hopefully passed on some of the knowledge that I've gained over the years. And you know, we think at least right now on early returns, now we haven't played any games yet or results yet, but on early returns, the two men with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes that we hired uh, seem to be the exact uh, same guys that interviewed and their actions are portraying that as they continue on and, and prepare for the draft and install an offense and a defense and hires coaches and everything that goes with those leadership positions. You know, Chris, I wanted to talk to you today about what that search was like for you, what role that, that you played. I know that, you know, you, you talked about how those two positions are, are some of the most important positions in the organization. So take me into that search. What was your job during that process? Well, there were four of us involved with this um, search, and that was Sheila Rodwood and, and um, Mike Disner. And so we would do all these um, interviews. And then after the interview, uh, we would have another hour long meeting about the interview. Then we each had kind of like a score sheet that we would rate and score and how uh, each candidate did. And obviously you're interviewing quality candidates. So there was a lot of close scores, but the criteria was number one thing was leadership, right? We wanted that guy uh, that was uh, a proven strong leader, not only from our own research or what we knew about that individual person, but the amount of investigation to get from uh, second and uh, third sources or outside people uh, that know these people individually, not only as human beings, but also as coaches and as fathers and as husbands. And so everything was... Um, uh, researched to the ultimate core, uh, even going back and checking uh, what people said about them on Twitter, Facebook, uh, what former wow. players said about them. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was really a detailed process. And in one where, you know, Sheila set 
set the uh, example of what she wanted. So we felt at the time that both these men uh, possessed strong leadership qualities in their previous positions and everything, just like doing a player, right? Everything off the field also matched up. Then we talked about, as you know, the big buzzword around here is, is culture and what Sheila's vision was for the culture of not only the football team, but more importantly, I think the whole organization. And uh, these um, gentlemen uh, embraced that culture. And here's the important thing, uh, Tori, they embraced it in the interview, but the fact since they've both been here over a month, they've actually um, been a big part in installing that culture around the building. And finally, communicator, right? We, we, there's an open communication philosophy that's around here. Now from uh, you, I don't know if you, I think you had a chance to, to interview Coach Campbell. I believe you did yeah. if I, yep. okay. And so what you see in an interview is what you get. And some of your listeners will know that, you know, from his personality that, I mean, he's like that 24 seven, right? He's just full of personality and just uh, walks around the building and, you know, just the simple little things is I was with him the other day and a guy dropped something off and just a please and thank you that he says to anybody that does anything for him and just walks around. And, you know, I know these, if you're talking about a culture change, it's all these little details that matter to me. And, you know, just, is there anything I can do for you or you're welcome or how was your weekend? You know, and I don't know if that was always in existence around here. And from a football standpoint, as far as communication, he and Brad are in constant communication. When you sit in um, the college draft meetings or the UFAs, unrestricted free agent meetings, the amount of input and the amount of uh, information these guys gather from everybody at their disposal to get as much information about draftable college guys or unrestricted free agents it's just fun to be a part of because everybody has a voice. Now, ultimately, you know, Brad's going to sign his name. Brad and Dan will sign their name to the personnel guys. I think everybody has a voice. And uh, maybe that's something that wasn't here uh, previously. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about just kind of the, the character of those guys and what you've seen from them in, you know, maybe the month that they have been on the job so far. And, Obviously, most of us are still kind of working at a distance, so we're not able to be in the building with those guys every single day like you are. But, you know, something that stuck out to me is a couple of the things that, that we've seen from uh, Coach, just even just on on social media, where there's a Lions fan who many Lions fans know very well, Sweta Patel. She was going through a, a rough time and he posted a message out there for her to encourage her and being able to meet some people in the community. Um, someone named James Honeycutt, he does uh, caricatures of uh, Detroit sports figures and, and he was able to meet him in person. So just doing things like that and getting involved in the community and, and the group of Lions fans, that, that stood out to me. Well, I think from, from everybody's perspective, like if, when Dan in his initial press conference talked about how he and his wife love this city, right? And love the people in the city and what the city stands for. And the same with Brad Holmes. And some of your listeners might know that former Lions number one draft pick, Luther Bradley is Brad Holmes' uncle. Yep. And so there's a connection with the city and with this team uh, for both guys, obviously with Dan um, playing here, but 
you know, all this uh, comes down from, from Sheila down to everybody else, but it just happens to be that everybody that we hired and myself included uh, embraces what the city of Detroit is, is and wants Detroit to be a winner so bad. And, you know, we know fans want them to be a winner so bad. And, and so do these guys. And we felt as that group of four with Rod, Diz and Sheila and myself, that these two men, uh, I think, give the Lions uh, the best chance of success moving into the future and, and sustained success, which is something right. that was talked about throughout the interview process. Yeah, you know, during the season, Lomas Brown is on our post-game show, and there must have been a game where he was able to chat with you during the game. And, and he kind of said on the post-game show, this was obviously before the season ended, before any hires were made. Uh, besides you, you, you had been hired already. And so he said that you were, he was talking to you and that you said something that you guys were looking for was someone who wanted to be in Detroit, who knew the city and cared about the city. And it seems like you found exactly that in Dan Campbell. Yeah, I, I think it's it's important, um, and again, it's the little things about what makes a difference in a culture, right? I mean, that's again, I go back to that that buzzword and culture change. It's it's easy to say, but it's difficult to do if you look at it uh, statistically and from an analytical point of view. Sixty three percent of culture changes in America or corporate America or within a sports organization usually fail. Wow. So, uh, but. I think uh, why they fail is that um, you lose your due diligence in pursuing that culture. And also it's, it's, the, it's the people involved. So you look at the personalities and the leadership, the leaderships and the personalities are the, one that, are the ones that have to, um, I think, uh, maintain that standard. And it's not that difficult to do. It's basically how you treat people. <laughs> that's, that's, it just comes down to that. But in this world, as you know, uh, Tori, everything, everybody can get tunnel vision once in a while. So we have uh, uh, good reminders around the building and the personalities in the positions of leadership around the building to make sure that whatever culture change happens here, it'll be a positive one and a sustained one. Yeah. How do you make that culture trickle down? I mean, obviously it starts at the top, but how do you yeah. make sure that you don't fall into that 63% that you were talking about? Well, there's a process in, in place um, internally to make sure that doesn't happen. And I'm sure that you being an employee of the Lions, I don't know if you saw the survey yeah. or emails that, that Sheila sent out. And I'm on a uh, quote unquote culture task force with um, Steve Hamp and myself, uh, Jen and um, Kelly. And it's something that we've been working a lot on. We, we uh, meet weekly on it and gather input and, and look about some of the small wins that we're doing. I think, you know, just, just a simple thing. Uh, Sorry, one of the things that I did was I used our wonderful studios here <laughs> and sat down with every new hire from the coaching standpoint. I believe there were 18 interviews and ask them three questions. How'd you get here? Tell us about your family and what does one pride mean to you? Then what will happen is once we have the intranet up and running, every employee of the Detroit Lions will be able to see and put a face to the new coaches and the new uh, people around this building 
know a little bit about them personally and understand what one pride means. Is it just going to be a word or is there going to be an action? And I think people will be pleased to hear uh, what the one pride means to all the new hires around here. And, you know, hopefully then it, it can be used for public consumption on our, our regular website at the appropriate time. BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, is coming soon to Michigan. But you can sign up early and get $100 in free sports bets and $100 in free casino bets with bonus code LIONS. Be ready for the action the moment BetMGM goes live. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to get a total of $200 in free bets with bonus code LIONS. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. It seems to me like it's more of an integration of the football side and the non-football side of things. So for people who haven't been inside an NFL organization before, you know, there is that element of, okay, these are the people that make the football decisions on the field. And then there's the people who make the business operations work. And oftentimes they're two separate things, but it seems to me like there's uh, an attempt to integrate that a little bit more. Yeah. And and the cool thing I get to do is I'm like, oh, you know, Dan and Brad obviously have really, really busy times where they have to, you know, 100% focus has to be on their job. I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> but I've got, I've had the opportunity, I think there's maybe one or two more left to meet with every different department within the organization and had a chance to kind of give them, you know, how the hire went down uh, on uh, the proposed uh assumed trade between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff and how Brad Holmes handled that beautifully and got the most that he could possibly get with a third and two first, two future first rounders for Jared Goff once March 17th comes around and that's made official uh, until then. But um, I I just think, and you're able to share that within the building uh, to a certain extent, you can't say every little thing, but to let people know that, hey, this is what happened and this is how cool it was. Or uh, another way to look at it, Tori, you've been involved or been around when I've done those camera meetings before uh, a game where I actually meet, when I was doing TV, I would actually meet with a camera crew and a director at our pregame meal for TV and kind of give them a little bit of a scouting report of what's coming up and what to look for. And so that may be something that we can do for our staff members or different departments if they're interested in that. And that's kind of, again, a little way of connecting the football side with the other areas in the building. Yeah, absolutely. And and I definitely see that kind of starting to unfold. And I I did want to mention for our listeners, you talked about that task force. You mentioned Jen and Kelly. That's Jen McCollum, who oversees uh, the community operations at the Lions and Kelly Kazol. So just for context for uh, our fans for who may not be familiar with all of the the inner workings of of, uh, the Detroit Lions. But, you know, Chris, I love what you're talking about and, and kind of how uh, things are, are unfolding because that was, you know, one of my questions for you was, okay, now that the hires are done, what next? Like, what what does your day look like? Well, it, a, a lot of it is meeting um, on on the culture stuff and on with the other departments and how can I be an asset uh, to the departments um, around the organization. One example would be that, you know, I was able to call a season ticket holder who 
wanted to give up his season tickets and, and, and hopefully I think I convinced him to, you know, re up on the season ticket thing, you know, so little things, um, like that, um, Jeff Akuda made a visit to the boys club, uh, about three or four weeks ago. I was able to accompany him along with Brandon Scott, uh, to that. Uh, I've sat in on the defensive staff meetings. I've sat in on a college uh, free agent, college draft meetings, the free agent meetings. Um, I've sat in on defensive staff meetings. Uh, I kind of um, constant communication with Coach Campbell on anything that he needs or anything that he may need reminded of. Uh, So there's a, a lot going on. I'm actually done film breakdown on uh, linebackers, for example, and just I'm one of many voices that might have an opinion on a college uh, eligible draft eligible player or an unrestricted linebacker or free agent, or there's information with my contacts around a league that helps the scouting department. So my day is quite full. It's just not as full <laughs> as it was when we were hiring a GM and a head coach. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And, you know, something else that you pointed out in an interview recently was you talked about how team owner Sheila Ford Hamp was sitting in on free agency meetings. What did you mm-hmm. like about that? Well, that the, the owners invested. And, and it's important that the people that work for the organization she see that she is invested. She's in and she's... Um, has an office here. She's here uh, quite often, and she's. It's not often some random corner. It's right in the middle of all the action, and her doors open. And so that's something I think that's new, and as far as ownership style goes, and with the Lions. And um, but I think it's important for her to understand. All right, the amount of discussion that goes into decision making and how you know, how salary cap fits into all this, how, you know, uh, background may fit into all the decisions that you make. What do we get in return? What's the value in return? What was the evaluation of our our team now? What's the evaluation gonna be after the draft? So anytime that um, she has a presence, it's a, it's a big positive. And so that's the cool thing about it. Yeah, some people would look at that just kind of on the surface and say, well, isn't that kind of meeting something for people who are making football decisions? What would you say to that that criticism or that response who maybe doesn't see the full picture? I would say every role is clearly defined, including her role, where everybody's ultimately responsible to her. But every role is, is clearly defined. I mean, when you when you say you want to have a collaborative approach and want people's opinions to be heard, then they should be heard. But that doesn't mean people, the, the, the final decision makers being Brad and Dan, they're the ones that ultimately make those decisions. And when you leave that room, whatever decision is being made, you leave that room as one. And that's the right decision. And that's, you know, the healthy thing is, is when you have um, a little a debate, a little bit of discourse, and you figure out the why, then once you come to your conclusion and make those decisions, that's a lion's decision. But everybody knows, everybody knows that Brad and Dan are the ones making the call. 
you talked a little bit about what it's been like seeing everybody in action now that you kind of went through the interview process and, you know, got to, to sit down with Sheila and Rod and, and Mike and go through the interview process. And now you're getting to see Brad and Dan in action. I know you probably can't give us too many details because, you know, things are still kind of unfolding on the football side of things. And we don't want you to, to unveil any important right. football secrets or anything like that. But as you kind of watch these guys and, and see what they're trying to instill, can you give us a sense of, you know, what people should expect uh, for what they will see on the football field in the fall? What, what kind of team that this group is trying to build? Yeah. So I, that's, that's a, actually have a good answer for that because uh, the two men define it differently, but it means the same thing for Brad Holmes he defines it by football character. Like how much does the game mean to them? How much do they love to play? How tough are they? How much are they willing to give? How much are they willing to sacrifice for their team? That's football character for Brad Holmes. The same exact definite definition and replace football character with grit. Surprisingly, that's Dan's word, <laughs> just grit, right? And so, I guess you can see a, a high football character team with grit. <laughs> it means that guys <laughs> want to be here. They want to play. They want to practice. They want to do the work. And, you know, everybody's tired of losing, right? And you can say that with other NFL teams. But, you know, you have to stay the course. And whatever that course, once that course has been set, you have to have the discipline to stay on that and what type of player is acquired here via free agency or draft. I got to say, it is not surprising whatsoever that grit is Dan Campbell's yeah. work. That, that seems so on brand to me. So I have to ask, when he had that press conference and was talking about, you know, what he wanted this team to look like, and he kind of gave right. his uh, bite a kneecap off speech, what was your reaction to hearing that? The, 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 that I wasn't surprised because I've, I've actually been watching Dan for the last four years or five years from afar. Yeah. And, and so I wasn't surprised at that. I think that the best part of it was, look, he, when he said, look, I can give you all the coach speak you want, but you guys are tired of that S, you know, remember? <laughs> yeah. so, so I'm not going to do that. So that, that was the one where I said, all right, here we go. Um, but it was interesting before he, I got to see him maybe 10 minutes before he walked down there. And I, and I just actually ran into him in the hall it was just he and I, and I just said, all you got to do, dude, is just, just be yourself, man. Just be who you are. That's, that's what we hired. We didn't hire a version of you. We hired you. Right. And he, he certainly has uh, been that so far. I love it. Well, Chris, usually on the podcast, we do a little segment, uh, Mike's pick of the week during the regular season. Obviously, there's no games to pick right now. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to call this segment Chris's perk of the week presented by MGM Grand Detroit, the king of sports books. And Chris, I want you to tell me uh, a perk that, that you see as you're kind of watching this process unfold, something that makes you feel confident that things are headed in the right direction for the Detroit Lions. Nobody's guessing at the direction that we want to go right now. And again, it's early, Tori, where everybody's still in a honeymoon phase. Everybody understands that. That's another perk of the week is that everybody understands where we are. And so there's really a clear understanding of where we are, where we need to go, and how much work it is going to take to get to where we need to go. And so 
that's a good thing because there's a clear understanding through communication and definition of what we want to be as Detroit Lions to get there. And so everybody's on that same page. So let's close out with this, Chris. You know, a lot of Lions fans are, are listening to this, kind of wanting to know how this thing is unfolding. They're excited about the future, but, you know, kind of want to get a little bit of a, an inside track as, as to what's going on. So what would be your message to Lions fans at this point, you know, in the offseason? I believe early on right now that the defense um, that they're going to play, is what you're going to see is going to be different. Uh, it'll it'll look different. The players will look mm -hmm. different as far as body types go. And it's going to be a defense uh, that when we get there uh, will be built on speed just to kind of uh, match what the NFL is today. Awesome. Very cool. I think that a lot of people will be excited to hear that, excited to kind of get a little peek into closed doors of, of what's unfolding at the Allen Park facility. So, Chris, Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and I'm looking forward to when we are all back in the building full-time, yeah. and I'll be seeing you around a lot more. All right, Tori. Talk to you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys, for listening to The One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. Bet MGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, is coming soon to Michigan. But you can sign up early and get $100 in free sports bets and $100 in free casino bets with bonus code LIONS. Be ready for the action the moment BetMGM goes live. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to get a total of $200 in free bets with bonus code LIONS. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons.